0: The most wonderful real estate podcast ever, the show that gives you the lowdown on how to become a successful real estate entrepreneur with more than 30 years of experience. America's top female real estate investor, Dwan, is an expert in financial freedom and turning dreams into realities. Now's your chance to become a Dwandanair with the help of Dwan. Here's to a flaming hot foreclosure market with the help of Dwan.
1: Welcome to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever. This is Bill Twyfer, the real estate rock star, coming to you with another Investing on the Go. 15 minutes of solid-packed information for real estate investors. So, one more call we got here. I told the girls, I said, you want me to do a couple calls? Give me a couple things on paper here. So I have no idea what's on this paper. I have no idea what it says. I'm not even looking at it right now. However, I always tell the girls, I go, listen, you guys want me to do calls. You want me to do investing on the go. I don't want to know what you want me to talk about. I want you to just write it down, put it in my Tom Petty hat. That's my Tom Petty hat right here, guys and gals, make sure I got it on straight. That's my Tom Petty hat. Right now what should we talk about. So, this is the last call. Top three type of neighborhoods to scout out. What are the top three types of neighborhoods to scout out? This one would be easy. Like the rest... Okay, what we do is we classify neighborhoods 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. Other people classify them A, B, and C, stuff like that. However, we find it to be better for our students to understand the difference between a 2 plus neighborhood and a 3 minus versus a 4 plus and a 5 minus. So what we do is we lay all these out based on square footage, based on the type of Uh, individuals that live in the area when it comes to income, when it comes to square footage, when it comes to, um, you know, gated communities, year the house is built, all that stuff factors in to whether it's a level one through a level five. A level one is an area that if a bomb blew up, nobody even know it. You all know those neighborhoods. We all have them in our cities where it's just what we call ground zero it's a level 1 neighborhood it's a, it's an area where all the crime is shootings the drugs all of that has nothing to do with race has nothing to do with with anything other than most of the time it's low income most of the time it's, it has to do with you know drug invest, in, in investation it has to do with Older homes in grid areas sometimes, just areas that have been just left to go. By the way, let me give you a great example. A great example 10 years ago was Capitol Heights in the D.C. area. And I've been telling people for years to work Capitol Heights. I said, it is a great, great rehab area. And a lot of people go, ah, we don't like to work Capitol Heights. It's too rough over there. But you know what? If you drive by there now, so many houses have been rehabbed in there. It was just a booming market for the past 10 years because it was some of the only affordable housing for rehabbers to buy around that area. You know, District Heights was already built up and already fixed, and now they just worked out to Capitol Heights. So there's a lot of, and Hyattsville's another one right there. That was a level 2 plus, 3 minus neighborhood. Capital Heights was like a 1 plus, 2 minus neighborhood. So those are two just examples of different neighborhoods that um, we like to deal in. Um, We like to work the areas. Um, We always say, when an investor is starting out, find the worst area of town. Find out where that area is at. And then start working out from there. And find the one-off and two-off neighborhoods. The one-off neighborhood is one neighborhood out from the worst neighborhood in the town. One neighborhood out. You might see a couple houses that were rehabbed. You go two neighborhoods out, which is sometimes maybe 6, 8, 10 blocks out, 12 blocks out. You'll see 4, five, six, 12, 15 houses that are being rehabbed. Well, that's a high rehab activity area. So what we want to do is find the high activity areas that rehabbers are working. So if you've got this area over here, no rehabbers are working in, but if you just go right up here, you've got six or seven rehabbers in this eight square block area. But you go to the area right north of that, all of a sudden you've got 18 rehabbers working in that 10 square block area. That's a very high um, amount of rehabbers in that area but now what you'll find out is that a year down the road these guys get done with these houses they start looking for cheaper housing and they start working their way down into the second area and now all of a sudden you don't have five or six rehabbers in this area you have 22 rehabbers in this area which now they start working down a block at a time and they get down in some of the worst areas of town So what you've got to do is you've got to find out where is your rehabber activity. Your rehabber activity is not in your gated communities. It's not in your areas, your houses that were built, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Most of those houses don't need to be rehabbed. But your houses that were built in the 60s, 70s, 80s, you know, 90s, those are all prime, ready to be updated and and, uh, rehabbed. Uh, Even your older homes, you know, that are 100 years old. You know, they're ready to be rehabbed, a lot of them. But you, the only way you're going to find out the right areas to work is to get out in the street. A lot of times when I go out and do my apprentice training, where it's I fly to your house for two days and work with you for two days at your house, and I take you out into the streets, and we knock on doors of people in foreclosure, people behind in payments. People going through divorce, people going through bankruptcy, whatever it is, they're in distress, we're there to talk to them. And I show you how easy it is to talk to people and give them their 10 options on what they can do to get out of their situation. But when I do that, guys and gals, here's the thing. You know, we're out there talking to them, you're listening, you're learning about what we're doing. Okay, you're learning about what we're doing and how we're doing it. So what we wanna do is we just wanna get out in front of people and make things happen. And that's the big key here to this business and finding the right areas to work is to get out in the streets and find the right areas. Find out where all the rehabbers are working. When you see the rehabbers, go talk to the rehabbers. Get their phone numbers, get their name. What are you looking to buy? When do you wanna buy? Do you have to sell this house to buy the next one? Are you a cash buyer? How quick can you close? How many square feet are you looking? Can you do fire damage? Can you do, you know, foundation repairs? Can you do water damage, mold remediation? Can you do, what can you do? What can't you do? Are you a, what I call a a landlord that is a cosmetic landlord? One that can just do paint, carpet, a little bit of tile. I'm not gonna give him a fire damage house in the area he wants to buy in because that's not where his expertise is. Okay, I'm going to sell it to a rehabber that specializes in fire damage. See what we're doing here? We're classifying our buyers. But we also have to classify the areas that we work. And that's key. You can't, you know, and I go out on these apprentice trainings a lot, and on day one they say, well I've got these houses over here, let's go look at them. We get in there and I tell them, I go, is too nice of an area. This is not what we're looking for for what you're looking to do. If you want to rehab properties, we're not looking at houses that are seven years old. They don't need rehabbing. Yeah, but the people are in distress. Great. Do you want to take the property subject to the existing financing if the numbers work? Well, we can do that. Then you know what? Let's go talk to them. But if you're looking to rehab properties, stop looking at the new builds. The new builds don't need and new builds to me is anything less than 10 years old. Okay, that's basically a new build. All right, when you're talking about rehabbing, because they don't need anything to be done to them at all. Okay, so I want you guys to understand that when you're out there driving neighborhoods, if you drive the grid areas, the grid areas are the areas that when you look at the city, the streets are running this way and they're running this way, and they're all square or rectangular blocks. Those are grid areas. They're generally older homes, closer to downtown okay they're the ones that need most of the work most of the time all right and then you start working a few neighborhoods out of those you'll see now these houses these houses in the grid era were built in 1900 or 1910 all right you get out here these were built in the 1920s you get out here they're built in the 40s and 50s you get out here the 70s and 80s that's just because that's the way the city is spreading out okay so these houses that were built here last year, we're not going to go door knock. Those people are talk to them about rehabbing their house. Okay, buying their house for a rehab if we're going to rehab property. There's different classifications too. Like I said, one through five. Five is gated communities. You're not getting into those. A lot of them have guard shacks out there. You can't get in unless you got a gate code. That's a level five area. A lot of the houses are 3,000 to 7,000 square feet all on a quarter of an acre or half an acre of land. You've also got level fours, which level fours are great subject to houses because those are houses generally that are built in the 90s, the early 2000s. And they're in decent shape, decent square footage. They're packed in there. They're definitely what we call a cookie cutter type house. And that's the type of house, like every fifth house is the same house. So those are great to take subject to if the numbers work. Homeowners are three payments behind. You know, homeowners want a couple thousand bucks. The numbers work. You can take it over and get yourself a long-term rental. Or you can sell it, owner finance, to a buyer that you got off your bandit signs, which you talked about on another call. Or we can go ahead and just wholesale it to somebody if there's enough equity in there to do that. Um, you've got our level three houses and our level two houses, which most of the level two and three houses are anywhere from about 75 to about, uh, or probably 40 to about 75 years old, the houses. And that's the bread and butter neighborhoods is what it is. It's a blue collar neighborhood. And that's really where a lot of the rehabbers are working is in the level twos and level three neighborhoods. So the first thing I want to do When I'm coming to a town to train somebody, is I find the worst area of town. And that's where we start and we work our way out. We start working our way out, one, two, three neighborhoods, all of a sudden you start seeing rehab or activity. You start driving down the street and you notice on this street, there's five houses that have been rehabbed in the last couple of years. You can tell that they're rehabbed. So what we want to do is make sure we put you in the right areas so you can turn these houses quick. You go out on a Saturday, drive a heavily rehabbed area where rehabbers are working right now. There's a lot of rehabber activity. What you're going to do is you're going to go in and get their information and then you're going to be the person that they're going to buy properties from because you're going to get the homeowners in those areas, working with you. Now you gotta remember, a rehabber doesn't have time to work with homeowners that are in distress. They don't have time to chase them down and, 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 and follow up with them, they don't. They're too busy running their adult daycare center, their rehabbing projects, which is, that's what it is, an adult daycare center, basically. So, they're too busy running their jobs. They don't have time to chase leads and to chase homeowners. They want a wholesaler like you that will just feed them deals. That's what they want, somebody to feed them deals. When Dwan and I met, she had 933 buyers on her buyers list. We were both doing about 80 deals a year. Now, she was doing them in Florida, I was doing them in Colorado. My average sale price was up her, here, hers are down here because I was working more expensive homes. However, our average sale price was higher where we were. But we we're both doing about 80 deals. She has 933 buyers on her buyers list. I have 21. She says to me, I remember this conversation. She says, how do you sell 80 homes to 21 people? I said, they all buy three or four houses. And I said, why do you have 933 buyers on your buyers list? She goes, well, that's how many buyers I have on my list. I said, how many out of all those 933 actually buy? She goes, well, probably 20 to 30. I said, then get rid of the other 900. I said, they're just time wasters is what they are. You don't need them. Focus on the 20 or 30 people that buy from you and just find out what they need and get them what they need so you can be the person that they go to all the time. Don't waste your time with the 900 tire kickers. She goes, you know, that's really great advice. She said, because I spend so much time answering questions, answering calls, calling people back, and then they don't do anything. And I said, listen, I'm telling you, you don't need to be working with people like that. you got to work with people you know is going to close the deal. And the only way you know that is to start building a relationship with your buyers. Okay? And you're going to find them by getting out and working level two and level three neighborhoods. Not the worst part of town, but the blue collar part of town. And the lower white collar, lower income white collar part of town. That's where you're going to want to find your rehabbers. All right, guys and gals. This is Bill Twyford, the real estate rock star. Go to TheWonderful.com. Go there. Give us five stars. Make sure you say in there that investing on the go is the best part of this podcast. I love it. All right, guys and gals. We'll see you on the next call. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for dropping by to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever. Making real estate investment wonderful each and every time. Oh, for more information on how to make your, your real estate, estate dreams a reality, reality, keep an eye on Dwonderful.com and be sure to become a member.